With his long, sharp nails, he opened a vein in his breast. When the blood began to spurt out, he took my hands in one of his, holding them tight, and with the other ceased my neck and pressed my mouth to the wound so that I must either suffocate or swallow. Some of the, oh my God, my God, what have I done? Hello and welcome to episode 399 of Under the Call of MS. This is a Tuesday Comics and MS episode. That's a little Bram Stoker Dracula quote. And we are going to talk about a few comics today and who knows what else. See what I can come across. Yeah, starting off with New York Times bestseller Art Baltazar has Drew and Jot dueling doodles. This one I picked up at the Milwaukee Mighty Con. So I got a cool little signature in there with a Jot figure drawn up. But it's an all-new superhero action adventure from the creator of Tiny Titans. Fifth grade best friends Andrew and Foz are creating the perfect superhero crossover with the power of their imaginations. Andrew's laser-eyed heroes Drew and Jot team up to fight Foz's Dr. Danger as the pair trade sketchbooks back and forth to create their action epic with new characters and new adventures. But what happens when Andrew's little sister doodles in his sketchbook and changes the world of Drew and Jot forever? Can Andrew and Foz work together to save their creation? Enter a brand new world of action and imagination with Eisner Award winner and New York Times best-selling seller Art Baltazar from Tiny Titans and Aya Comics, where every drawing has a life of its own. This is a lot of fun. Uh, I love how the two characters find out that they're both in the drawing cartoons, comics, and they just uh, happen to become friends and end up combining their collaborations and working their storylines together. And then their little, then the one character's stinky little sister has to stick her nose in <laughs> and try and ruin things by getting her way by doing what she wants. And that ends up bringing a bunch of more characters that are a lot of fun and enjoyable to read about and watch in this little adventure. And I love how the character cross characters cross over with the real characters in the real world. It's just 
It was a perfect little storyline of beginning artist and uh, their imaginations and what they can come up with. But we got tons of different creatures, characters, aliens, animals, all kinds of little beings that appear in here. And you get to see how people can work together without becoming too aggressive. <laughs> Just, it was a lot of fun. So if you need a good, some good reading material for bedtime reading or just to get the kids in the reading, it's great for children, young adults, old adults, everybody. I just, everything from the Oh Yeah Comics group is always a lot of fun. So check it out. You're sure to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It was hardcover, too. <laughs> yeah. Duel, Drew and Jot Dueling Doodles by Kaboom. Lots and lots of fun. And then we're going to get a little darker. <laughs> we're going to go from the fun, enjoyable to the dark and scary. <laughs> we got Grim Universe presents quarterly. Dracula's daughter. This is one of their quarterly comics, which are nice because they do them in like seventy-two pages. So you get nice thick comic, lots of lots of storyline. Charlotte, Dracula's daughter, is on a quest to find her notorious father. The only problem is where he's lost is the underworld, and how he got there is because of her half-sister, the legendary vampire hunter, Lysel Van Helsing. A memory so raw, it's the only thing Charlotte hates more than the situation she is in now. All of that is the past now, and she is determined to locate her dad. But what she finds along the way may be more than she asked for. I like Charlotte. I think she's badass. I'd like to see her. And Lysel Van Helsing uh, learn to get along. Just accept that your sisters and work together. But she has some issues she has to work out. And she works out, works some of them out here. Going through the deep, dark depths of the underworld and dealing with monsters that took soul fragments of her dad and she's trying to get those soul fragment fragments back so she can get her dad back and Dracula and it's just a lot of fun watching her fight her way through the levels and the characters that she has to deal with along the way and her issues with Lysel. Van Helsing and other characters that Lysel's dealt with in the past and worked with in the past. This was a good one. It was a great little Dracula style story. Got the damn yawns going again as soon as I started. I just did a video podcast just to get another another one out of the way to try and get get some practice in. So I did that 
And while I'm on video, I don't have the yawning attacks like I do when I'm doing audio. So I don't know why why this does this to me. But we'll figure it out eventually. Or I guess we'll have to go all Scarface and do a big old pile of cocaine before every episode or something to wake up. <laughs> no, that won't work either because this is the last time I remember playing with nose candy. I was yawning anyways. So <laughs> didn't do much for me. But uh, our next comic that we checked out is Gunslinger Spawn, number seven. And I got the blank cover on this one because this one I want to get I kind of screwed up I should have got the blank I should have got a blank cover for volume 6 is what I would have wanted because what I want is to someday get Mark McFarlane to do a gunslinger picture with the clown with with the violator. And, but I'll have to have him do it on this cover. But this issue doesn't have the clown in it like the last issue. Had so much clown stuff in the last couple issues. But this one, we get more of the gunslinger dealing with the Frankenstein style of character. I can't remember his name. But they cross paths in this issue and we get to learn we get to learn a little bit more about Gunslinger Spawn and he kind of like overexerts himself into into Jessica's environment. She's working on something and the gunslinger spawn comes into the bar in human form and starts some shit and screws up some stuff she's working on. And you'll see how they all deal with each other out in here. And then this Javier character that's this Frankenstein style character. He kind of turns all all werewolfy and turns the gunslinger spawns wolves against him. And you get to see them two battle it out and see what happens. But I am a little bit confused because this Character's got more werewolf potential, but he's got the stitching, the Frankenstein stitching all over his body. So I think it's the character that we read about recently that was introduced and put into the game. This whole hell Hellgate game that we're watching. I'm waiting for something to happen, for someone to take the stupid crown and do something with it. But definitely a great storyline. Still my favorite one of of them all that's playing out but next up I picked this one up because I think it's a key element a key issue 
It's Justice League number 75 from DC Comics. And I love it because the cover shows the coffins of a bunch of characters like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and a bunch of other characters in here because they're going to die. They're all going to die. But we're kind of like dealing with a bunch of entities, a bunch of characters. I don't know if they're coming from different worlds and all this stuff. We don't. They're just being sucked into an environment where they got to either work together or die together. But dealing with the Black Adam Shazam character, the President Superman and it sounds like the president Superman is the one that summoned all, had all these characters summoned together into this world and the worlds are being, all our worlds are being swallowed by the darkness and the, there's this pariah character, which I know nothing about, that's apparently controlling all this and making all this happen. And he's got this machine that controls everything, and he's got all kinds of baddies on his side that he controls and sends to battle against all these characters. And it's just a huge, massive warlike conflict that's working its way into some. It's coming off or going into some type of Dark Crisis storyline, which I don't know nothing about. I did not follow the Dark Crisis storyline. I now wish I would have at least got a little bit of it. But this is all leading into the road to the Dark Crisis and end Dark Crisis. By starting out with the death of the Justice League, I guess. Uh, I don't know. They're trying to kill off a bunch of characters. And likely so, they should. <laughs> the baddies should kill off as many of the good characters as possible. Because good characters aren't smart enough to kill off the bad characters. So more and more people are just dying there over and over anyways because the good guys are too dumb to get rid of the bad guys I guess but so yeah we're going into some big dark crisis run which does look interesting from this I was not a fan of the Justice League for a lot of the DC character storylines, so I never really got into them, but I checked this one out because of the key point in time here. 
that's happening. So I decided, what the hell? I checked this out. And now that I did, I'm like, well, maybe I should get into this Dark Crisis storyline. But I'm a little bit behind, so I'll probably just wait until I start seeing trades come out and go that route instead. But we'll see what happens. But our final one here. will be Vampirella Dracula Unholy A Love Story Issue 5. This story, this one kind of went back in to the beginning of the story again and got a little deeper in there. And we got some more information. Let's see. Caught in a love triangle between her new husband and his former love Vampirella becomes suddenly aware that Dracula has been manipulating what she'd assumed to have been random events. As the Lord of the Undead progressively asserts his control over the man she loves. Now, only Vampirella stands between him and a bloody conquest of mankind. It's like we're still playing around with the whole, am I Dracula, am I not Dracula? We get a little love story between a few characters along the way throughout this storyline. Then it's going to be, that storyline gets interrupted to go back into this storyline. and It's just a lot of jumping back and forth, but you do find out a lot more about the van, the dracula character that doesn't believe he's dracula that is slowly finding out that he's dracula but then the whole relationship between him and vampirella and his relationships of his past it's interesting i mean uh Not one of my favorites. I would say last issue, the fourth issue, was probably my favorite issue. And now it's starting to backtrack and backpedal, and I don't like when they start doing that. Let's get to the end of this. Let's get to where, I mean, it's the fifth issue. They could have ended the story right then and there. And let's finish off this, find out what's up with Drac, if he's going to do something or not, if they're going to get together or whatever, and they're already married now. I believe. I'm pretty sure they got married. I don't know. The storyline keeps going back and forth so much. I'm forgetting what's all happening with it. But it's enjoyable. We'll just have to see where it goes. But I think I would have been smarter. If you haven't got on this one yet, just wait for the trade. Grab the trade when it comes out. You'll be better off. I don't think this one was worthy of buying all the individual issues. In my opinion. Other than that. Ah, damn it. I was going to do a few Star Wars questions. Since tomorrow will be. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, what the hell. Let's do them now. We can answer them at the beginning of the next segment. Whose presence did Luke sense on the moon of Endor? That's whose presence did Luke sense on the moon of Endor? And how many star destroyers escorted Darth Vader's flagship while Han tried to land his shuttle on Endor? 
That was how many Star Destroyers escorted Death Darth Vader's plague ship while Han tried to land his shuttle on Endor. And then the third question is, what duo were prevented from leaving Cloud City's dining hall by seven stormtroopers? That was, what duo were prevented from leaving Cloud City's dining hall by seven stormtroopers? I think I got, might have all three of those answers right this time this week. We'll see. We'll have the answers for those. I'll do it right at the beginning of the next segment. All right. So, yeah, I did that little anchor was doing some updating, so I couldn't do an anchor podcast this morning right away. So, instead, I decided what the hell. I'll try a video on my phone, my new smartphone. So, I did just under an hour-long video on there that I'll probably put out on Friday. Let's see how that comes out, but I still can't see the last video I put out last week because I'm guessing you got to have some, you have to have a Spotify subscription to get the videos. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. But if I have to, I will just to check it out. I know right now I think you can get three months free of Spotify and then $9.99 a month after that. Uh, but it took me, I think I started around 2 p.m. And my download of the last video didn't get done till 10 p.m. I didn't think it was going to ever get done downloading. So that was like over eight hours to download a video. So I'm hoping through the phone, maybe it'll go faster. Not sure. I got Disney Plus now, but I don't understand why they're, well, I do because of children, but. Even the children's Disney movies and stuff were pretty messed up for kids. And they're sitting there making you choose TV MA settings and stuff for your account now. It's like, why? And just let me have my account. I'm sick of having to check all these boxes and accept all these things. It's just dumb. But I did it for Moon Knight. And I only watched the first issue of Moon episode of Moon Knight so far and sadly I was really disappointed and super confused my wife has no idea what she watched (laughs) I thought I'd get her into Moon Knight but if it would have been what I expected Moon Knight to be I know she would have got into it but the way they did this first episode I don't know I have no idea what character they're representing but We'll see. It looked more like Venom to me than Moon Knight. So uh, let's see what's the next issues episode and stuff. If they get better, I'll I'll watch the whole first season just because I paid for Disney Plus because of it. But I'll end because hockey playoffs are starting. But even there, I first Colorado game I go to watch, they had blocked. Because they must not have sold out the seats. Uh, Other than that on Disney Plus. I couldn't find anything else new. Since I'd last been on there. That was worth watching. Just caught up on some more episodes. Of Life Below Zero. That's always fun watching them struggle in Alaska. And then I'll. 
probably watch a few Star Wars related items tomorrow and during May the 4th. Have that running all day long for background noise. And then we got Netflix. We checked out Samurai Rabbit, the Usagi Chronicles. It's for kids, but you got something with Usagi Yojimbo. You got me too. And it's basically based off Miyamoto Usagi's bloodline. Looks like his great-great-grandchild or something like that or something. The bloodline's down a ways. I mean, it's not Usagi Yojimbo. It's like his great-great-grandchild or Grand Rabbit or something like that. But the characters are, characters are all pretty much based. They could have should have just went with Usagi Yojimbo. Because they got the Rabbit Samurai, which is Usagi. Just a more kiddish version. Just learning the ways of the warrior. and Has a long ways to go, but it's nothing like his like Usagi, Usagi. They have the Rhino character that is like the Usagi's sometimes friend, sometimes enemy from the Usagi comics. Uh, but he's got a really goofy voice. I mean, they're, the voice acting for these characters, a lot of them are hard, to, hard for me to accept. They're kind of too goofy. Uh, they have a female character that reminds me of the one female that's constantly stealing things and getting herself in trouble in the Usagi stories. This looks like probably an ancestor of hers. It's like all these are ancestral characters. They still have the little lizard dragon type characters running around. The one that hangs with the samurai rabbit. It's just it is a good, fun series, but I wish they would have went a different route than kind of trying to copy all the Usagi characters and storyline type things. And so we'll see what happens with it. I've watched almost the whole season so far, but definitely enjoying it. Checked out Metal Lords. It's a movie about some like British style characters two two guys that one's a drum major from band class and he's gonna the other characters a lead guitarist and he's obsessed with heavy metal and gets the drum character a killer huge drum set and wants him to be his drummer and they're gonna get a band together and then they end up working their way into a battle of the bands thing. And it's just the, the lead guitarist character is a little too dickish. I mean, he's always constantly starting shit with people and he does stupid things that he didn't need to do and gets way more payback than he deserves, but he gets some major payback for what he's done and (laughs) gets punished through many things for being a major dickhead. Uh, then there's a girl that's got a big old bass that she's plays in band class and she gets talked into trying to out for the band, but the lead of the band doesn't like her and 
he's got like some homo tendencies and all this stuff going on and she picks on him for those things and they conflict with each other and just lots of conflict in the movie way more than I would have liked. They could have made this a way more fun movie, but it wasn't terrible. It was okay. Then we checked out David Spade, nothing personal, his stand, newest stand-up special. It's David Spade. If you like him, you'll like it. It was all right. I didn't hate it. It's just a lot of stuff was stuff I didn't that didn't relate to me at the current moment. So kind of like it was a little bit of a David Spade still back in his child days. <laughs> his his goofiness days, but not the goofy goofy, the more adult goofy jackassery style stuff but but yeah it was it was all right so check it out if you like david spade nothing personal other than that can't think of anything else we've been really checking out lately but uh we're gonna end it here for this portion and get back to you with the ms health portion and those answers you're dying to hear from those uh, Star Wars questions, and we'll get back with it right after this. All right, let's get to the health stuff. But before that, I know you're dying to hear the answers to the three Star Wars questions. All right, whose presence did Luke sense on the moon of Endor? Well, wouldn't that have been Darth Vader? Yep, that was right. How many Star Destroyers escorted Darth Vader's flagship while Han tried to land his shuttle on Endor? Usually all the ships were followed by like two other ships that basically escorted him, so I'm going to say two. Yep. And what duo were prevented from leaving Cloud City's dining hall by seven stormtroopers? I believe that was Princess Leia and Han Solo. They come into the dining room and then they find out that they were screwed over by his little buddy. Yep, Han and Leia. Yep, that was right. So that's your three questions for today. I'll probably do three questions the next couple days or at least tomorrow for May the 4th be with you again. So we'll have more questions for you then. And other than that, let's get to some health segment stuff. I started my modafinil on Friday, 429, April 29th, 2022. Uh, that's my medicine for fatigue that they started me on. I don't really feel anything so far. Uh I had one day last week where I took the walker out twice where I would have probably only done it once. So it's probably giving me a little bit of a boost. Other than that, it seems like the days have been pretty much normal as they've always been with the fatigue throughout the day and 
same problems throughout the day and all that stuff. It's not like I'm chomping at the bit, wanting to just go out and get a ton of shit done and have tons of energy or anything like that, which anybody that was normal that took modafinil would probably be all wired off out of their mind. Uh, I can take the pill and eight, 10, 12 hours later, whatever, 18 hours later, 20 hours later, whenever, go to bed and fall asleep, no problem, without any assistance or anything. It's not, the first night, it seemed like my brain was more active, and it was a little harder to fall asleep, because I couldn't shut my brain off, but it was also because I was having a lot of spasticity issues that first night, so I had problems with sleeping, but that it wasn't because I wasn't tired. I was, I was definitely tired. If I would have been smart, I would have just took a melatonin to help kick off the sleep mode. And that would have probably helped. But instead, I sat there thinking about all kinds of stuff that I had piled up on my brain at the time. And spent that whole night till about 3 in the morning when the cat decided to get up and deal with his shit till five and then go back to bed and fall asleep finally by like six thirty, seven o'clock and then have to get up by nine because i had an appointment that day i believe so i had to get up at like eight eight thirty nine i think that was an eight o'clock day so basically overall that first night i only got about two two and a half hours sleep if that and they're interrupted and sleep like a little bit here a little bit there uh but it had nothing to do with being wired from the drug and awake it was more just because of brain activity that was out of hand that night and i had a lot of things i was thinking about that those for the next couple days and that was stuck in my head too so that would have happened with or without the modafinil, I believe. Uh, but other than that, as far as trying it out, it did. It did what it was supposed to do, I guess, but it just didn't kick in for me the way I wanted it to. So I'm sure when I tell my doctor, when I get the second month, he'll probably suggest going up to two a day or something like that or three a day just keep pumping them in my system but we'll see i will give it a three month shot and if i have to amp it up i'll amp it up and but i like it a lot better than stuff i've tried in the past when i did riddle in i didn't like the feeling that i got from it i felt funky all day long and then didn't get no energy boost from it. Uh, can't remember the other ones I took right now offhand, but all of them that I tried just either had some type of weird side feelings or they just didn't do much of anything and they were just constantly increasing them and I got sick of increasing medication that wasn't doing anything for me other than probably damaging my liver and kidneys and who knows what's else, what else but i was 
something I wanted to try and I'm glad I did. And we'll just play it out and see what happens. And I'll keep you informed if anything changes. But next up will be pain management and hopefully getting off this Belbuca and go on to some type of new type of pain medicine and see how that works. See if the combined effect of the modafinil and the pain medication can actually get me where I need to be or at least get a little bit better. So we're ready for the summer and we can handle the summer easier, but we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see what we got for information to look at from my past that's been piled up in my watch list and stuff. The Fisher Wallace Labs has some type of thing about treating the brain electrically. It's uh, the Fisher Wallace stimulator. It got cleared by the FDA, FDA to treat depression, anxiety, and insomnia. Many patients report it succeeds when medication has failed, so I have not heard about this from any doctors. I heard about it in the past and put it in my watch list, and so I could talk to some doctors about it, but let's see. They got a, you can try it privately and conveniently, free prescription process during checkout, HSA, FSA eligible expense. Uh, free shipping, free returns, 100% policy. Uh, just they found it that it significantly helped with treating depression. But I don't see what the overall approach was for it. And it's supposed to improve cognitive function without without the side effects of medication. The patented frequencies change neurochemical production and brainwave activity. The Fisher-Wallace stimulator increases neurochemical production and lowers cortisol. Recent research indicates their technology regulates the sympathetic nervous system and and trains a calm brainwave state. Insomnia, insomnia, insomnia is both a symptom and a cause of depression and anxiety. If you use a sleep tracker, you may track changes in total sleep time while you're using this device uh, to treat depression and anxiety. They say use the device twice a day for 20 minutes, once in the morning, again before bed. To treat insomnia, you only need to use the device once before bed. Integrating the device into your daily routine is easy. You may engage in quiet tasks or leisure activities while using it. Looks pretty basic. It's basically like a headband with sensors on it and then a cord going down to whatever device you're plugging it into. 
Many patients will not feel the stimulation, while some may feel mild tingling beneath the electrodes. I don't have to deal with numb stuff in my head, so I think I could handle the tingling there where I can't use TENS devices in other parts of my body because of having the body numbness and it just freaks out when they electrify me with the numbness. Uh, yeah, that's a interesting device if you want to look into another option than other than medications to try and help with cognitive issues, depression, and all that stuff. I was looking at a Taco brace. I have, I was born with my left foot being deformed and tilted. So I was think, considering about getting a brace and all my little uh, material style braces that I have that I wear under my socks and shoes. They don't quite give you complete support. And I seen that the Taco has a brace that you can put that goes over shoes and boots and all that stuff. So you got that external support over your shoes. And I was really interested in that. So if you need a external brace to go outside of your shoes or boots, it looks like it works even with work boots and all that. This is the way to go. Uh, some patients say that it was so great being able to walk around without dragging a three-pound boot around. It really worked for them. Uh, we use Taco Brace for all our create, cleated athletes for a quick return to sports. As an orthodontist, this is easy to do. And it's just, yeah. This way you don't have to try and adjust, try and get a bigger shoe to be able to wear a brace underneath or inside your shoe it's just this one's big but it's lightweight for better balance and for less pain uh, eliminate secondary sight pain caused by traditional braces easy to put on wear over existing shoes and orthotics Return to normal daily activities up to three times faster than the average walking boot. A lightweight alternative for to a walking boot, allowing patients to live their best life while recovering from an ankle injury. So, so yeah, check out Taco Brace if you're looking for that type of item. That would be a great thing to go with. And then if you want to get if you have problems sleeping at night and you're into gaming and do a lot of computer stuff, they have Swanwick Classic Night Swannies. They're premium blue light blocking glasses for gaming PC, laptop, smartphone glare. And these glasses will help keep that, that blue light away from your eyes so it's not stimulating your brain and not allowing you to go to sleep at night and stuff. Uh, this is a great idea to try out if you want to do something for that. You can buy these online through Amazon or wherever. Uh, if I do got to get my Amazon uh, 
code so you can run things through my Amazon so I can get a little kickback for stuff you buy and help me out and help the podcast out. But let's look at some basic pain facts. See, see what you can do. It's important for you and your primary care doctor to distinguish between MS pain and other kinds of pain. I got to figure this out with my pain management people, a way to try and make them understand the difference. It's, I hate talking to these people when you get someone that doesn't know nothing about MS and you're trying to explain it to them and they're like looking at it as other normal people pain and treating you like you're some type of pain addict. Uh, having MS doesn't make you immune to headaches, cramps, arthritis, or low back pain. In arriving at a diagnosis, you and your doctor will need to consider the nature and the source of your pain. Uh, some s- sources and types of pain in MS include acute, acute pain. Like trigeminal neuralgia is a stabbing pain in the face that can occur at any time during MS, even as an initial symptom. While it can be confused with dental pain, this pain is neurologic in origin. It can usually be treated successfully with medications such as gabapentin, which is neurontin or carbamazepine, which is tegretol. In severe cases that do not respond to medication, a surgical procedure called rhizotomy can be performed. This procedure severs the nerve roots that carry sensation. It's like all they want to do is cut all my nerve roots. <laughs> it's like my optical pain, they want to cut nerves. The Side pain, they want to cut nerves. My jaw pain, they want to cut nerves. It's like my ear pain. My ear doctor wants to cut the nerves in my ear. I tried out her numbing stuff, and sadly, it didn't work. So she said, my next thing is that, and I don't really want to get my nerves cut. (laughs) And I think Darkman's cool as shit, but he still has to deal with body getting cut up and stuff, even though he can't feel the pain. Uh but yeah, I had a trigeminal neurologist style bout last night, or not last night, the night before. For the last week, I've been getting these little pains in the side, left side of my face. And they've been getting longer and worse. And then two nights ago, when I later, throughout the day, the side of my neck there was a pain shooting up through it into my jaw and I didn't really think much about it, just dealt with it. And then that night about two in the morning, I woke up to severe pain and you could put a line directly down my skull from my top of my head down to my neck, going right down the center of my nose and everything to split my face in half. And right from the center of my nose, all the way over to the center of my left ear. And pretty much about a softball-sized area there, right in between those two points. On the left side of my face, I just had severe pain. 
and it was getting worse to the point where it felt like someone was taking knife-style instruments and shoving in them into all my upper dental cavities on the left side of my jaw and some of my lower dental cavities and the bottom part of my jaw. If you know me at all, you know I do not have any teeth left. So I have complete dentures, which I didn't have my dentures in because I don't sleep with my dentures. But, uh, yeah, it felt like someone was shoving some type of, not an ice pick, more like a fat pencil-sized ice pick into each one of my dental slots that they ripped teeth out of in the past. And I'm having all this dental pain, and you don't have, it's always annoying when you got this dental pain and you have no teeth. And then it went through my cheek, my eyeball, my ear, my whole side of my face, and it just, it hurt. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got the wife's cold. Because every time I swallowed, I'd get the pain shooting through my dental areas. So every time I swallowed, it was like every time you swallow, someone's shoving all those knives into the tooth holes. And I'm like, well, it's not affecting my throat. Or my chest when I swallow or any of that like a cold would do. I don't have no runny nose or anything like that. So I'm like, well, I can't have her cold. But I took some NyQuil just in case. So, and that knocked me out is what that did. And thankfully my pain was still there when I woke up. But not as prevalent as it was earlier. So and then today it's mostly gone, but that side of my face still feels tight, like it just wants to activate again. So I just gotta play it through the day and see what happens. But I think my trigeminal neurology is starting to get worse, and I'm gonna start seeing it more more often, which I'm not looking forward to. So. It's not a, it's one of the things I was trying to avoid and deal with, not have to deal with. Because I know a lot of friends that do deal with it. And now it's starting to affect me more. Yeah, your La Hermides sign is a stabbing electric shock-like sensation running from the back of the head down the spine, brought on by flexing the neck. Uh, medication is of little use because this pain comes so suddenly a soft collar to limit neck flex flexion flexion may be prescribed but yeah i've never been given anything for that and i've had that 24 7 for god over half my life just every time i bend it but i also get it where i explain it as a spinal orgasm sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's a better pain than a severe pain but sometimes it's a severe pain and very un, un, unenjoyable pain burning aching or girdling around the body also what we would probably call ms hug these sensations called dysthesis are all neurological in origin. These pains are sometimes treated with gabapentin, neurontin, or with antidepressants such as amitriptyline, which is Elevil, 
because such agents modify how the central nervous system reacts to pain. Other treatments, including wearing a pressure sock, stocking, or glove, which can convert the sensation of pain to one of pleasure or pressure. <laughs> uh, my eyes are playing tricks on me. And warm comp- compresses to the skin, which may convert the sensation of pain to one of warmth. Uh, chronic pain, burning, itch, aching, prickling, or pins and needles may be chronic rather than acute. The treatments are the same as for the acute dysthesis described above. Uh, the pain of the pain category of spasticity has its own subcategories. Muscle spasms or cramps, called flexor spasms, may occur. Treatments include medications such as baclofen. Lyorosol, Tizanidine, Xanaflex, or other agents. Treatments also includes regular stretching exercises and balancing water intake with adequate, adequate, adequate sodium and potassium, as shortages in either of these minerals can cause muscle cramps, <clears throat> which I have been working with so many different things and not having much luck with any of it. With spasticity issues, it's just no matter what, I can mellow out the spasticity so it's not as prevalent, but I still get it. It's just still coming. And how much of the stuff do I got to take to make it go away? It's like baclofen. I take anywhere from two to 10 a day. Uh, and then I have all kinds of other ointments and salves and relaxer things that I try. I also add potassium and magnesium and all that to my diet and variety of things that do and do not <laughs> do much help. Uh, tightness and aching in the joints are other manifestations of spasticity which generally respond well to treatments described earlier. Chronic back and other muscle, 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 well, muscle skeletal is what I think they're trying to say, but they got it spelled out musculoskeletal, but muscle skeletal pain. This can have many causes in MS, pressure on the body caused by immobility, Incorrect use of mobility aids, spasticity, stress on the body from the struggle to compensate for walking problems may all contribute to muscle skeletal pain. An evaluation to pinpoint the problem is essential. Treatments may include heat, massage, ultrasound, physical therapy, and treatment for spasticity. Uh, I've noticed that I've got a permanent pain in my usually where my severe sciatica wakes up in my lower left part of my back and I think it's definitely I've noticed my gait my walking issues have been worse lately using my cane and stuff and I think that little weird weird 
it's hard to explain. It's like a rocking, walking, goofy step walk type walk that I do. And especially when I get fatigued. And I noticed that that's as longer days I have myself doing it, walking on it, the more painful it is. Uh, pain can be intensified by the fear that it is associated with a worsening of a, of the disease, uh, the severity of pain and its location and extent bear very re little relationship to the extent or seriousness of multiple sclerosis to feel pain is a fearful experience and it is common for people with multiple sclerosis to interpret their pain as a serious deterioration of their condition in general that is not the case uh, just certain things are causing pains to be more prevalent sometimes than other times and you just gotta try and figure out what those issues are Uh, there's a multidisciplinary pain clinic may be indicated for chronic disabling pain in severe. That's where I'm headed. I know they couldn't get a hold of me, so they emailed me. I got to get a hold of them today. Get that appointment set up, but some pain specialists prescribe opiates such as methadone. The difficulty with narcotics is that people tend to become tolerant of their effects and need increasing doses. And I don't really want to get back on the opiate route, but I don't know what other options I really have. So I'm going to sit there and see what they have to offer and find out. Uh, but yeah, you can... You can do exercise and all that stuff and try and loosen the areas. Um, they talk about marijuana deactivating the pains. Uh, results showed that oral, oral derivatives of marijuana may or may not provide improvement in spasticity it depends on every person and what types you're taking and the amounts you're taking and all that so I just work with a physician work with a pharmacist all that uh, and see whether or not it can help you out instead of going with the main medication treatment routes but yeah, there's lots of different treatments. Just talk to your doctor and see what you can do for your different pains. And this day and age, a lot of them will send you to a pain management clinic. Just keep notes so you at least know what to talk about when you're there. Because a lot of them won't understand what MS is in association to pain. So, But I'm running out of time. So be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick your monster. And we'll get back to you again sometime soon. So be good. Don't forget to rate and review.